so uh, I, I think I've announced that I'm officially no, no longer following ESCOM. Uh, I've given up. I've wasted my time. But I attended Monday's status report, and, and that was one of the most shocking feedback sessions I've ever attended. Um, the uh, senior manager for operations uh, um, indicated that when he last visited Tutuka in March, the place was a shambles. Uh, seemingly, he hasn't gone back there since March. And I don't know how you fix a place up if you don't visit it uh, on a regular basis. You haven't been there for eight months. Uh, the COO reported that on their visit to Kuberg last week, they were shocked at how many senior staff have resigned, even without job offers from anybody else. And that just indicates to me that the morale must be very bad. People are so hurtful that they don't even want to work at ESCOM. They're just resigning anyway. So... Um, yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very disgusted. And anyway, we were on level three load shedding from last night anyway. Uh, if I look at the ESCOM stats, so, and they lied to us, they haven't announced the level three load shedding. So the level four load shedding now is no surprise to me. I think, uh, uh, um, I think we're at the stage now that if you've got power, uh, you must count your lucky stars and use it because uh, the system has become totally unpredictable. But... How did we get here? Because are things not supposed to be getting better? Well, that's what everybody thought with the new management appointment at Eskom. But and they made very very good noises. They said that they were going to refurbish the old fleet. Uh, they were going to do that in 18 months. I told them they're talking nonsense. It's, a, it's at least a five-year exercise. On Monday, they said, well, it's at least uh, takes two years to prepare a unit for for uh, refurbishment. Uh, so that uh, sort of half uh, 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 acknowledges what I said. I also said it will cost them at least $600 billion, uh, to refurbish uh, the old fleet. Uh, they, they thought they could do it with $300 billion, and the writer has now said he's rather going to spend that money on renewables. He's not going to spend it on refurbishing the old fleet. And then when I asked uh, the operating general manager uh, how many OEM warranties, which is what they said they were uh, going to get when they made the announcement in January last year, they said they're going to fix the things up so well that the OEM, the original equipment manufacturers, will give them warranties, new warranties, uh, for at least five or ten years or however long. Uh, and I asked how many warranties are there, uh, and the general manager didn't even understand what, what my question was. So, and he sits 20 meters away from uh, the, the CEO. So if on the same building, the same floor, they're not even capable of speaking the same language, I, I don't think there's any hope for ESCOM. But what about um, some of the other contracts that ESCOM, um, of course, uh, not uh, procured for, uh, it was procured for them, but through the Department of Energy, um, those contracts that were signed with independent power producers, are they not feeding back to the grid at this point, Ted? Well, there's a problem with those anyway. Uh, but uh, and, and, uh, and the problem is that even if they're working, uh, Eskom still has to keep the, the, the base load running because you can't predict when the stuff is going to go off and on and off and on and off and on. And you can't have the power grid going on and off all the time. So, yes, uh, some of them are connected. There were 27 that Mr. Khadebe signed on one day, if you recall correctly. Yes. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, if you look outside the window today in Joburg, there is no sun. So uh, the contribution from those things, if there's no sunlight, is zero. And uh, one of these clever professors said, yes, but the wind is always blowing somewhere on Earth. Well, that's fantastic, but it doesn't help if you don't have a windmill where the, sun, where the wind is blowing or a solar panel where the sun is shining. We need that stuff where, 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 we, where we have installations. 
So the whole renewable thing, as we've seen in Europe, where energy prices have gone up by more than 700% over the last seven weeks, eight weeks. Um, renewable, you cannot put your economy running on renewable only. It's not possible whether you're in Europe, whether you're in North America, it doesn't matter whether you're a man in the moon. Uh, you cannot properly run an economy on uh, without baseload. You can't uh, stop baking bread halfway 10 minutes into your, your, your session. You can't stop mining and smelting halfway because there's no renewable energy. Uh, it's a total fallacy that you can run your, your economy on renewable energy, as you see now. The renewable section, uh, in fact, leads you into deeper trouble because it doesn't come with storage. So there's no backup. When it falls over, it falls over. And if your base load isn't adequate to carry it, as in Eskim's case, they can't even generate 25 gigawatts of power out of a fleet of nearly 50 gigawatts. It means more than 50% of this stuff is broken. And, and that's where we are at the moment. And that's why I am totally distraught about the situation. Well, I think along with uh, just about every other South African, Ted, because what does this mean now? Uh, we know uh, COP26 uh, is coming up and uh, South Africa ratifying all sorts of treaties with regard to renewable energy. We saw earlier on in the week also that announcement with Exaro and Seriti about, you know, coming up with clean energy. So where does this leave us? Well, the whole, the whole clean energy thing. I mean, there is clean coal. Uh, I'm aware of clean coal technology where they capture about 95% of all emissions. Uh, but uh, the, whole, the whole renewable and climate change argument, the fact of the matter is the climate has changed for millions of years before we were even on this earth. And it will continue changing. And for people to think that by messing around with a bit of carbon, uh, they can change and affect climate change it is totally preposterous. When I looked at uh, some research from NASA, and I believe NASA because they're the only one of the few people who've been up in the atmosphere, uh, the total level of carbon, if people just understand this, the total level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is 0,0001%. Now, I mean, that's next to nothing. 96% of the uh, greenhouse gases is water vapor from the oceans. So if people want to believe the nonsense that carbon is causing climate change, well, so be it. God save their souls, because I don't believe that for a moment.